This is Daisenshu EX the Podcast, episode 32 for the week of June 25th, 2006. Hello, and welcome to Daisenshu EX the Podcast, an extension of the all encompassing Dragon Ball fan site, probably titled Daisenshu EX. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and maybe a little bit of entertaining in the process. My name is Mike Labrie, perhaps you know me as. Vegito EX, and to my less than proverbial right, we have Mary. Hi there. Hello. Good to be here, because I live here. Where else would I be? (laughs) (laughs) I love to be in the home. (laughs) Hey, there's someone laughing. That must be Julian. Yeah, that'd be me. That's you? I guess. I mean, I don't see anybody else sitting around me. We are all back from the convention. Indeed. Ah, It was a fun time. Yes, it was. It's it's good to be home, though. Yeah. There's something to be said for normalcy, but uh, it's nice to let loose at a con as well. I gotta say, I think I did not get sick after the convention, but I think I'm getting sick this weekend. Aww. So it just delayed itself a week. So whatever germs yes. you contracted are kind of festering, they're like, hey, it's time for a fresh new weekend. Let's bring up on Mike and really ruin his good times. I know, I got the scratchy throat going on. It's not a good thing. <laughs> so what, are you yep. blaming the entire audience at Anime Next? Yes, I am. Okay. Oh, what a shame. <laughs> Actually, interestingly, on the way back from the convention, I thought of a great way to counter people who are like screechy, overly, you know, a little overly enthusiastic or just using too much fanboy or fangirl Japanese in their talk. Which is punch that's, them? Well, no. It's to take on the Tsukomiro and the Manzai comedy. You know, the little duos with the, the idiot and the straight man. Let's just take on the role of the straight man and say something funny in Japanese to counteract the less than smart thing that's just been said. You know, things like, Nandayanen. You know, oh, I wonder why. Or, Honna Zainara. In that case, I'm out of here. That kind of thing. You know. <laughs> Well, I do now. And, you know, you couldn't put this into practice, so you're going to have to try it again at the next convention. I know. It's a ways away, but I'll just have to store that one in my memory and try it out. Well, folks, we have a crap load of news. So I say we get on into it. And guess what? It's not about video games. Oh, some of it is. I I lied. It's not about (laughs) video games. Oh, dear. Well, uh, let's start it off with the video game news and casually make our way through into non-video game news. First bit, there's a couple of things actually from last week that I wrote in my notebook and didn't bring to the convention, so we're a little late on them. But it looks like Transformation 2 for the Game Boy Advance may actually see the light of day. Okay. GameSpot, the popular video game website, is listing a release date of September 26th 2006. Now, this game showed up on some retailer sites months and months and months ago. It was just kind of sitting there, and then it got pulled down, and it ceased to exist. And now it's popped back up, at least on GameSpot. And, you know, I have to assume they're just going to make the game and be done with it, because all they have left is, what, the last half of GT? I think the first transformation ended at the Bebby arc, but since I only played through three stages, I don't remember... So, I don't know. But, hey, if this comes out, then that'll be it. Then, interestingly, they'll have nothing to double this game with, because they've been doing those GBA 2-in-1s, like they did Legacy of Goku 1 and 2, and then Boo's Fury and the first transformation, and then now we just have this transformation too. 
Why don't they throw a like Taiketsu, Taiketsu on, it? on it? Yeah. And there's still the collectible <laughs> car game or Advanced Adventure maybe, but that's so new. And this one's yeah. gonna be new too. So you know what? Maybe in a year they will do Transformation Two and Advanced Adventure. Yeah, I'll would... put my money on that one. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Transformation, the first one, um, kind of went off the beaten path for the legacy of Goku games and turned into kind of a side-scrolling beat 'em up. Except it wasn't as good as Advanced Adventure. So I don't know. I don't think the last one did that well, but that could very well just be me talking crap about it. But let's move back to fun games. Yay! Sparking Neo. We've got some more characters and neat stuff about this one. We've got a few movie characters that they seem to be promoting in this, these particular scans. Yeah. Very high-quality scans, might I add. Yeah. Oh, yes. They look really crystal clear. <laughs> like, I'm let's drooling see. right here. So the first so one we have is Tapion himself. Tapion in a game for the first time ever. Ever. So I don't cool. like tapioca. <laughs> <laughs> now, Julian, for the next character on this page, explain to us what's different about this particular story. Mary and I had this discussion. Yeah, you tell us what is different about the next character. What? Metal Kula? Yeah. Yes. He looks semi-organic. Nope. It's got nothing no? to do with the looks. Read, L- look read at his the name. name. Metarukura. Yes, exactly. In the Daizenshu and all the other official things, isn't it simply written as Metakura? No, it's not. It's not? That's, a, that's something invented by the dub. Oh. Mike, you became a dubby behind my back. No, I could have sworn that there was something written with just Metakura. Because... I'm pretty sure no. No? Well, all right. We got to prove each other wrong here. I'm going to grab Daisenshu 6. 6. Or movie 6. Mike grabs Daisenshu. Yay. All right. Daisenshu 6. All right. Someone's going to look dumb here. I'll referee. Uh, I went Because I know what Rue looks oh, like. Oh, wait, that's movie five. Flipping, flipping, flipping. Fuck! Oh! <laughs> oh, that deserves a unicorn on top of that. <laughs> oh, man. Me. I could have sworn. Because no? I, I know the dub did right at Meta, but I think I, I could have sworn they were like literally taking that from something. Oh, sure, Mike. Color. Try to take your way out of it. Oh, he thought he was slick, and I, I, I agreed with him. <laughs> I, I can't believe it. <laughs> I convinced her. I was so Damn easily it. deceived. Anyway, let's there go on go. to the next game. All right, next there's game. There's more sexiness. There no, is. no, there's more characters. <laughs> I don't, it's not all sexy. In fact, I think only one is genuinely sexy. No, I'm looking at him. I know. That's one of the four. Oh, happy oh, on sexy, too. <laughs> I don't think any of these other guys are sexy, though. I don't know. All right, let's kind of start... In the upper left and kind of go clockwise. So the first one we have up here is Janemba in his first form. The Janemba, Janemba, Janemba. Exactly. And he's all puffy. He looks so happy. <laughs> all right. Keep going. We've got Hildegarn in his transformed form for movie 13. That's mm-hmm. kind of interesting. And in the screen caps we've seen from the games, these guys are indeed gigantic, which looks great. Can't wait. And let's keep moving. So the next one we have Mary. We have, you know what? <laughs> oh, I'm, I think I'm looking at the uh, the wrong box. We're Looks going like clockwise here. Tadis Ozaru. Mary, we're going clockwise. Well, I don't know which way the clock goes. <laughs> <laughs> you know that little mini game in Brain Age where you do the time? I suck at that oh, one. It's God. so hard. It's not even funny. All right, Mary. Oh, dear. It goes this way. Oh. So the well, last one we did was Zeldegarn. I thought we were making a Z, like Dragon Ball Z. 
Clocks do you own? Digital. <laughs> Obviously. Oh, all right. Uh. So we have Tarasu and an Ozaru form of Tarasu, which didn't actually appear anywhere. So that's an awesome little what if. His hair is so spiky in his ape Wait, form. But he, he wasn't in the movie, was he not? No, he I, turned. No, I guess he wasn't. No, he oh, yeah, Gohan, that's right. Though. That's right. He, he blew up the Powerball and he said uh, something like, well, now I won't transform. But, of course, that makes no sense because then if he destroyed that, why did Gohan stay Ozaru? But, hey, we're not talking about movie plot holes. We're talking about sparking Neo characters. This, I gotta say, I'm more and more excited. What I liked about the last game was that plethora of characters. Yeah. And I think it failed to deliver a little bit in that respect. But this one, if they just keep pumping more and more at me, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. The what if no. stuff, awesome. Yeah. Now, on the bottom of the screen, it, it talks a little bit about these tag team battles that yes. you can set up. Yes. Um, and it looks like you can have some pretty interesting things going on. It does mention that under the right circumstances, you can do like a potato fusion. Mm. And I think we've seen some also fusion dance screenshots before as well. Yeah. And it, the last line says, Senshitachi no ga na So the potentials for the warriors are endless or infinite. So Very cool. we don't. I don't know what that means exactly. It would be very strange if they actually had fusions for different characters, but yeah, we'll maybe toss they back ju- to Budokai two here. Maybe, maybe they just mean there's like different combination attacks or something. Yeah, but that's probably knows. what they mean. I guess we'll find out. You know, I'm thinking more enough. along the lines of something like um, Marvel vs. Capcom two, where depending on the characters you used and like a double super attack, they would give it some kind of awesome name, and just the combination of the attacks. That would be really neat, too. Very much looking forward to it. Can't wait. Now, the game still doesn't have an official release date, so they may very well just be trying to pump in as much as they can until they can release it. So, yay! All right. Let's keep going onwards. Super Dragon Ball Z. We have the official American and Japanese trailers for the game. Um, They're over on YouTube. Hopefully, in the next couple days, I might have something exclusive for you on the website, though. Plug, plug. Keep looking. Until then, you can (laughs) check out these two trailers over on YouTube. Um, You know, we had a question a couple weeks ago, something about, is the game actually Super Dragon Ball Z or Cho Dragon Ball Z? And we laid out all the evidence. And one of the last things we came to was like, well, you know, if and when there's a trailer and they verbally say what the name of it is, you can't dispute that. Well... They say Super Dragon Ball Z in the Japanese trailer. There you go. Super <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think say. there's uh, very little debate there. Well, except if you say, like, Americans versus Britons or Canadians going back and forth about Z versus Z or what have you. <laughs> That's true. We'll ignore that part of it, though. So check out the two trailers. Um... And we'll talk about the game in the releases section. June 29th. Okay. <laughs> Famitsu has reviewed Super Dragon Ball Z over in Japan, the magazine known for their scathing reviews of games. Game got some decent scores. It got an 8, an 8, a 7, and an 8. So that's 31 out of 40. That's a pretty good review. Right. For this magazine. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, it's looking brighter and brighter for all you uh, kind of hardcore fighting game fans. Like me. <laughs> like <No>. Mary. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear. <laughs> That's pretty much all there is to that one, so we'll keep moving. Who wants to take the next one? Because this one's exciting. Okay, so over on, ba- uh, yeah. over on YouTube, 
That's what it's called. <laughs> there is a commercial for Battle Stadium D.O.N. This one's narrated by Luffy from One Piece. Yeah. And it's uh, showing off not only some of the action, but in the background we hear some interesting music. It's really hard to make out, but yeah. there's a little caption in the screen that says that it's uh, Hironobu Kageyama of DBZ fame singing pretty much... Well, not every DBZ song, but plenty Close of them. It. <laughs> and uh, Hiroshi Kitadani, who sang the first opening theme to One Piece, We Are. Now, that suggests to me that maybe we're looking at some new music you're here. I mean, it's kind of hard to tell from the music that there is because the sound yeah. is so crappy and YouTube is not that good for encoding. But um, if, it, I, if I may use some internet speak here for a second, YouTube is Tusuxor. Yeah? Yeah. But you, uh, yeah, you can't hear much. But if you really pay attention and you look at what it says, looks like we're getting a new theme song. I'm so excited! But nothing showed up on either Amazon or CD Japan yet. Ah, uh, so okay. So this next news item moves away from the video game front, and it comes to us from sonadvd.com, <laughs> and. It is announcing the second remastered edition of DBZ containing episodes 9 through 16. Selecta Vision lanza en DVD a partir del próximo 19 de junio de 2006, el segundo volumen de la serie de animación Dragon Ball Z en edición remasterizada. I guess that's enough. But, um... <laughs> no, if you check back over on the original forum thread for this on our forum, uh, I remember Sangofe has posted up some other links to this website where they have a comparison of the original versus the remastered footage. So it's definitely Ooh. touched up. Uh, I, I can't tell if it is the Dragon Box uh, footage, but it's got to be. Mm. I can't imagine that what else it would be. But it looks great. This yep. cover is very interesting. It is. First, I'm noticing the Universal logo. That's one kind of really interesting aspect. And also, tell me what's wrong with the picture. Hold on. Um... um. I don't know. I, what's wrong? I'm looking with over at your picture. monitor right now. Go, what's wrong go, with the picture? Goku is wearing a gi from later on in the That's series. right. Oh. That's a Boo Saga picture of yeah, Goku. They slapped in that composition. Otherwise, <laughs> <laughs> it uh, well. looks really nice. Oh, yeah. Yes. It even has a little 20th anniversary logo down at the bottom for the DBZ, or Dragon Ball anime in general. That's awesome. Um, yep. Yeah. And once again, this has eight episodes on it over two discs. Um,. It's um, remastered video, standard def well, standard definition, obviously. <laughs> I don't think DVZ could really be made to look that good in high definition, but whatever. Uh, the audio is Dolby Digital 2.0 in Japanese, Castilian, which is a separate dub from the Mexican Spanish, um, Catalan, or Catalonian, Gallego, and Basque. Uh, and there's Spanish subtitles. Right. Now, I don't think we're going to say every time a new one's announced, but the fact okay. that they're still going here says, like, they're doing something cool with it. Is the Volume 1 already out? I think I went to the page and I saw a date of June 21st, but I can't remember for sure. Um, I guess. I mean, this one's uh, out for 19th of July, so oh, maybe it's Oh, so the last one probably did just come out. So it hey, probably did. order it if you... Hmm. I, I think I want to get it. At least one volume. Just to have all <laughs> the different languages on there, that's pretty cool. Oh, dear. It does have a little interesting extra about the restoration, apparently. Okay, what's that say? Al um, well, it just, it's contenido extra. Disco uno. Ficha artística, ficha técnica, ficha de personajes, datos de producción, la restauración, volumen dos. And then second disc, it has 
opening and ending karaoke, or just you know instrumentals, right. karaoke versions, whatever. Uh, and then openings for the video games Budokai, Budokai Three, Sparking, or as they call it Budokai Tenkaichi, and Avance Bo Volume One and Two, which I have no idea. It's probably just trailers yeah. for what's coming up. <laughs> so what's interesting is that those video game openings were also supposedly on the first disc, the exact same ones. Hmm. So I don't know, maybe they'll go for so many and keep the same set of extras and then move on. They kind of did that in the US, that um, World of Dragon Ball Z featurette that they had on like the Trunks discs in a while and some other things. I think that's it for news. We're going to move on to an interesting topic this week. So this week... We're going to talk about something in the show. We're not talking about characters. We're not talking about plots. We're talking about something that's extremely emotional and moving and something I've been a fan of for years and years and years, and that's music. But we're going to talk about something very specific about the music, and that's its shift from, uh, we'll consider Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z its own entity, the shift from that to Dragon Ball GT. Now... Shunsuke Kikuchi, a very, very fine composer, did all of Dragon Ball, 153 episodes, three movies, all of Dragon Ball Z, 291 episodes, 13 movies, and the two TV specials kind of use stuff from the TV series, but whatever. Then we get to GT. We have a new composer. We have new theme songs. So what I want to talk a little bit about is how this affected the show. Now, Let's ignore the, we talked about derivative plots in GT. Let's ignore all that stuff. And I want to really focus on the music and kind of how it contributes to the show. So I guess we'll ignore the background music for a second. Let's talk about theme songs. Okay. Let's talk. About I like Dun Dun. I think GT I has phenomenal opening and closing theme it songs. Does. It, it does. does have really interesting themes and that's nice. It's just that, they don't really have anything to do with the show at all. Yeah. Hold my um, hand. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, teaching a dinosaur to ride a ball, that's got nothing to do with anything. But at well, the same no, time, you can at least you know, make no. some kind of connection. But those songs were written for the show. Exactly. They weren't just out of the blue by, you know, like bands or off in the distance or anything. Right. These were, you know, composed by the people who were hired for composing songs for the show, and they did those songs, and they did the image songs on the CDs. Right. Those are all very specific to what they were made for. Now, Dragon Ball Z ended in 1995, and GT picked up from there and went to 97. That's right about the time when there started to be this weird shift in music in anime in Japan. They went from that, this is for the show, this is a theme song for the show, to let's exploit (laughs) (laughs) J-pop. So when we made that shift, we got a song that wasn't necessarily written for Dragon Ball GT. Although, you know, I don't quite know the circumstances for that because it was also used as the ending theme for the um, 10th anniversary movie. So, right. So maybe this song did have some kind of loose connection. I don't, we don't really know. But mm-hmm. I, I think we can safely say the ending themes at least. Those right. are just some J-pop songs. I mean, if you look at a series, say, One Piece, right. that tends to have songs that if they weren't written for the show, they do have something tangential. Yeah. They usually reference the sea 
or right. treasure exactly. or sailing or something along those lines at least once in the song. And whether they were told to write the song for the show <laughs> or whether they wrote the song first and then were approached, we, we're not sure. But, right. You know, I think um, that might even be the anomaly over there where there's at least some kind of connection to the show. Right. Well, there's a lot maybe, of stuff that just it, it makes right. no sense whatsoever. And maybe it has a lot to do with the fact that One Piece is Gigantic. you know <laughs> an institution <laughs> um you know it's it's you know it can pull its own weight so right. people take notice with well, you know let's smaller go shows. down yeah. that same route let's talk about naruto it's theme songs it's got broad enough themes where and when i say themes i mean themes within the show that yeah. its theme songs can pretty much apply to anything right. so they've got you know, they kind of go back and forth between their punk rock songs and their uh Female the sappy vocal. friendship songs. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't know. So there's those loose connections. GT songs, oof, there wasn't even a loose connection with some of those. Well, I mean, what's the last song? Breathing Clearly with a Machine Gun? Well, breathing. Well, there's no Breathing Clearly line in that song. That was a really bad translation. I don't, know. I don't in even fact, for <laughs> In fact, for a while, I suspected that you made that bad translation. Nah, I got it from but... Wuken. Let's blame him. <laughs> no, but the line is "Let's blast through this moment with a rusty like, machine gun." Rusted machine gun. Well, literally, Sabitsuita is like rusted, like rusted solid, so it wouldn't even fire. Um, <laughs> but what's that but got to do with Dragon Ball? Nothing. <laughs> we should probably say something. We were getting or hinting at it. Theme songs nowadays for anime in Japan, like there's this whole business model around them. Their whole point is to sell the songs. Right, so every 12 episodes, bam, we get a new ending theme song. you got to spend another, like, 1,200 yen on a CD to get the song you want. I mean, yeah. it's not like this is anything new. I mean, even, you know, as far back as I can remember to, like, the early 90s, you had, oh, yeah. like, maybe two songs per season. Right. But nothing as extravagant as what they do nowadays. Well, let's talk about that. Right. Dragon Ball had the one song, the one opening, the one ending. Dragon Ball Z had its little shift in the middle. We'll come back to that in a second. But overall, I mean, those songs were there for a long period of time. Yeah, they had their CD singles. Why wouldn't they release it? But once you get into that, you know, we have four closing themes, and the show's mm -hmm. not that long, then it's like CD single, CD single, CD single, CD single. And I think I have most of them. So, you know, I'm a sucker for this stuff, too. But that's their whole point, is to sell more CDs. Now, we don't have too much of a comparison to this over in the U.S. We've had a few standouts, like the opening to the TV show Friends. Something like that, that had that mass market appeal and just got played on the radio and got popular. And, you know, I, I forget, what was the name of that band? Does anyone remember? See, you don't even remember. Does anyone remember <laughs> Friends? You know, I'll be there for you. That oh, jeez. Remember that? that song? I mean, yeah, that got popular and that sold yeah. CDs. But that's that not seems a to normal be, occurrence. Yeah, though. usually uh, if, there is a, uh, if there's a show that uses a popular song in the right. U.S., it's a song that's already popular right, like and the trying to cash in on theme. that popularity. I don't want to win. Exactly, if it's your Cartman singing but yeah, we don't typically have that kind of thing over here. I mean, as much as I love the Ninja Turtles theme, I didn't go out and buy the CD single of the Ninja Turtles theme. Not that there was one. Well, exactly. Purchase. That's the whole point. This is there wasn't that kind of stuff. Even nowadays, I mean, sure, Pokemon put out the CDs. But and... it's still anime. Exactly. Like, I bought the Sailor Moon soundtrack, but right. that's anime. Right. I mean, even though it was... It was dub music, but hey, it was great dub music. Right. It inserts songs, man. <laughs> 
Uh, I know. I love the Dub Zilliman music too. Let's get back to Dragon Ball. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, carry on. So good. Um, <laughs> I want to talk about the shift in music in DBZ for a second because we can say, yeah, there's that shift from Z to GT, but there kind of was a little bit of a shift in Z. Episode 200, when I guess you could say the Boo Saga officially starts, right. we get a new opening theme, we got a power, and we have a new closing theme, Bokutachi wa Tenchi Data. And the music, the background music from there on out, as far as I can tell, they don't use anything from 1 through 199 onwards. But there is this weird thing with music from the movies, which later shows up in the show. So there's this whole confusing thing of music from the movies overlapping. So early in movies, music shows up in later Z episodes, but the earlier TV music doesn't show up. We've got this weird overlap. It's the same composer. But it's all from, like, the same world. It still feels consistent. Exactly. Like, like you can tell, like, it's different songs, but you don't think, wow, this is jarring. What? I can't believe how much it changed the music. I, <laughs> I want to um, actually play a little clip here of okay. Prologue and Subtitle 1 and Prologue and Subtitle 2. This is, well, I guess it's just Prologue 1 and Prologue 2. <laughs> but it's the recap mm-hmm. music um, from 1 through 199 and then 200 through 291. There are kind of variations on Hedgehala and We Got a Power, but if you just listen to these two back to back, they sound almost identical, which is really funny because when um, Kageyama Hironobu released that 2005 version of those two songs, they made them sound even more identical than they already did. <laughs> so again, this is like from the same world. So let's play a little clip of these two um, recap music pieces. So, yeah, these are from the same universe. Then we get to the whole GT shift. We've got a new composer, all new background music. And this is not right. including the dub. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, we get a new composer. <laughs> uh. We're talking exclusively about the Japanese version here, yeah. Oh, Mark Menza. Um, so now we have the shift from Shonsuke Kikuchi to Akihito Tokunaga, correct? Akihito? No, 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 no. Akihito is the Heisei Emperor. Of Japan, this this guy is Akito Tokunaga. Akito, I believe. Ah, you wrote it down for me wrong, Mary. I copied and pasted it from Anime News Network. Well, we have to go correct Anime News Network. All right. Well, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> so I he's a god. Sure. <laughs> I've heard Akito Tokunaga. Maybe you can have it both ways. I've seen it primarily the l- Akito, not Akihito. Just and I I don't know Akihito. I just think of the Emperor of Japan. So. I could never remember this guy's name off the top of my head, so I had to have Mary write it down for me. And We're going to have to find oh. out what his name is. We'll have to put this to rest. But anyways, yes. we had the shifting composers. Now, the original one had been there for hundreds of episodes. Now we got this new guy. And he, I could say he's only around for 64 episodes, but the show is only yeah. around for 64 episodes. Well, actually, uh, Anime News Network also has credit for Akito Tokunaga, and in fact, one other credit besides Dragon Ball. So I think we'll stick with Akito. Uh, that'll work for me then. Okay. 
Let's talk about the music itself. I don't think it's bad. It's well, just different. Exactly. It's very different. Now, for me, there are very few memorable pieces. The ones that I do remember, oddly enough, are the ones that are variations on the theme songs. I remember the instrumentals of Don Don. I remember the instrumental of um, Hitori Jinai. In fact, my favorite example of the latter there is the last episode of GT, when Goku and Kuruden are standing on the beach, and that's playing in the background. It's just so happy and so sentimental, and everyone's smiling. That's what I remember. But that's a variation on one of the theme songs. Now, it's not that DB and DBZ never did this, but for GT, that's all I can remember of the background music. I can't even remember specific pieces either, but I know I, re- I remember stuff from the first 12 episodes yeah. more than I remember, like, the more action-packed background music yeah, from probably I, later on. Yeah. I remember the prologue and subtitle theme was right. something like Hitori Janai, but mm-hmm. uh, not much more than that. It's yeah. not that memorable. Uh, you know, I think the main thing is that the older Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z music, it had a certain flavor to it. It's... Right. It felt kind of old-fashioned in some ways, but it also made use of, like, synthesizer-type noises. Mm-hmm. Not, like, actual flat-out instruments, but, like, little bloops and bleeps. And, right. Um, also, I don't know what you call it, but you whack it, and then it sort of goes... Tell me what you call it. And, like, and kind of goes, fades <laughs> off. And then there's another... Almost sounds like somebody's bending a saw at one point. Yes, you've done kind of this sound before. It was awesome. And, and, it, and it kind of and blends in some ways into the sound effects. Right. Um, but I don't know. In some ways, it kind of reminds me of things like, oh, old Godzilla movies or some <laughs> some older type Sentai stuff. It had stuff, its but, charm, and yeah. this just didn't. And I'm trying to think of more examples, and I'm like, oh, yeah, there's that scene, episode 63, Goku rises up with the Genki Dama. But that's an instrumental of Don Don. And that's all yeah. I can remember. Well, to GT's credit, we only had 64 episodes to get to know the music. Well, that's true. We had such a short time to, you know, become so attached to the mm-hmm. music. Yeah, well, I feel like also it made liberal use of stuff with synthesizers, which wasn't really a characteristic of the stuff before that was obviously orchestrated right. with real instruments. Yeah. And this is... I don't know. It feels like they tried to give it a more modern feel, but it doesn't really mesh as well with the show itself. And the show the itself show... was a weird time, like 95, 97. Yeah, because it wasn't digital animation yet. It's right. still, you know, looking kind of crappy even as it was coming out. Yeah. yeah. We were coming you know off of the early 90s stuff that I loved, and we weren't yeah. quite at that flashy 2000s. You know what's really weird is that back when um, Cartoon Network was airing all the Tenshi series, they got to Tenshi in Tokyo, or Shin Tenshi Muyo, mm-hmm. and the music is by Shunsuke Kikuchi. And right. The, when I was watching it, I kept thinking, Dragon Ball? <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'm going to have to, I mean, I don't know Tenshi in Tokyo, but now I'm, I'm curious. Yeah. I know that when I tried watching it on TV, I was like, oh my god, it's god awful. <laughs> well, yeah, it was pretty Tenshi bad, but the, but the music was, the music I liked. Yes. Mm, yeah. But, oh. Mm, yeah. <laughs> oh, AIC Pioneer and its continuity rape. <laughs> continuity uh, rape. Wow. Ew. Harsh words I, for Julian. Well, I, I think that's the best way to describe it. I mean, every single show. Wait, these characters aren't connected the way they should be. <laughs> Have you seen El Hazard? <laughs> like, e- same problem there. Oh, dear. But this is the think, only Is that the same animation studio? Yeah, yeah, it's all AIC <laughs> Pioneer. And there are multiple universes. Like, we're going to release mm, a show on OVA. Oh, wait, now it's a TV show. That's one of the reasons I can never get into Tenchi. I was like, what the fuck do I watch? Yeah, it's like, where do I begin? But and people I don't it's called know. Dragon Ball Confusing. We're not talking about t- Yeah, at least Dragon Ball. You can just start I mean, beginning, go to the end. Uh, so- 
aside from the slightly weird harem element, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's, some parts of it are actually decent. but Like the uh, first movie. Know. But let's bring it back to Dragon Ball. So we're talking about the music. We don't have much of an attachment to this GT music. Is that why a soundtrack was never released? Maybe it's they figured you know, the show was canceled, so it's like, is there a market for this even? Well, let's look at DBZ. Look how many CDs came out for that. Yeah, but look how popular the show was. Such is true, but it, it is a Dragon Ball property. Look how much they cash in on everything Dragon Ball. Now, there was a soundtrack to the 10th anniversary movie, and the 10th anniversary movie used a lot of music from GT. Same composer, like, it's the same music. So that's the closest you can get. But it's not really a GT soundtrack. And with the release of the recent BGM collection for DBZ, everyone's kind of going, are we finally going to get a GT Now would CD? be the time. Yeah. Now would be the time. I mean, the <laughs> Dragon Box came out a while ago. Could have cashed in with that and released some other things. We got the uh, re-releases of the Perfect File books. Nothing. Maybe there's some something going on in, like, Wright's Limbo Land or something. That like. could be well, very true as well. You do notice that... The rights for the music shifted away from Columbia to yes. things like Zine Records and King Records for GT, and even some later Z stuff went to like Forte Music. Yeah, so I'm not sure what what's going on there exactly, but uh, my guess is that they didn't really release a BGM co- collection because there wasn't enough demand for it. I mean, I want it just for those instrumentals of the theme songs. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I ripped all of the music off of Sparking just so I could get that. Piss-ass quality version of the Don Don instrumental. And that at least keeps me happy for a little bit. I was listening to that at work today. Uh, and then your co-workers walk by and no, like, I have hey, my... what are you listening to? No, no. There was no one around. I had my <laughs> headphones on. Oh, dear. Is there anything else we can talk about with the music? In the shift from Z to GT, like, what happened? Maybe they figured it was time to modernize. And, and in the end, that wasn't quite a wise decision. Because I know when... You, know, you talk to people who are, you know, maybe not necessarily fans of the Japanese version of the Dragon Ball Z anime. They'll be like, oh, well, it's because the music sounds dated. Well, Okay, well, you can compare that dated music to GT, but which one do you remember? You remember the dated music. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. you can bash it all you want, but it's more memorable. Very and, true. I mean, I think, you know, one of the reasons why GT wasn't received as well in Japan is, you know, you had... Dragon Ball going into Dragon Ball Z with certain conventions in the animation, yes. in the style, the visual style, and the au- like the oral style, the way right. it sounds as well. And they just kind of threw all of that out of the window for GT. And this show that people had grown up with suddenly is completely different. It was like a failed experiment. Is that a proper way to describe it? I suppose. I, s- I mean, so I much changed about the Dragon Ball universe, and it kind of died. And it took a revival many years later to get anyone interested in the show again in Japan. Well, I wouldn't say to get anyone interested, well, but to get a, a major like right. mass resurgence. It's always been kind of present, but in the background, they milked the cash cow for all it is worth until it practically imploded. You know, <laughs> That's a great description. I think I got that from somewhere that I read earlier today. But anyway. <laughs> that's fine. <So> I <laughs> Attribution. <think laughs> that's all I have to say about the shift in music to GT. Anyone else have some... Closing comments on that. Mary, I think you had some great oh, points there towards just, the end. You know, I'm a fan of the ending theme songs and the opening <laughs> yeah. theme songs. I mean, yeah, they're, you know, they're singles. They're there to make Oh, yeah, we know, could talk money. forever about how great just those ending themes are. They're, they're great. But Blue Velvet's them. one of my top favorite, you know, songs in all of the Dragon Ball universe. Yeah. And, you know, it may be different, but I'm not going to knock it. Right. So that's, I guess that's my thought. we love the vocal songs. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> 
because it, it it's a bit more accessible than you know balls and and ice and dinosaurs whatever the hell Chala about <laughs> I don't know it's um someone was on meth <laughs> they grabbed a pencil that's what the song's about <laughs> Julian any closing yep. comments on the GT music just that. I can't remember anything besides the stuff that mimicked the themes. Exactly. <laughs> I, I think that sums up the entire discussion perfectly. So we want to hear what you guys think about the GT background music. Hop over to the forum thread for this episode. You can find a link to it in the show notes for this episode on the website. And now it is time for Julian's DBZ ABCs. Julian, we are up to the letter I. Yes, we are. The letter Hi. <laughs> anyway, so for this letter, I thought I would go over a couple of characters. Now, these two appear in the Tengaiichi Budokai, where Tenshin... Not Tenshin, Han. Goten. Goten is the one that I met. These are very different characters. <laughs> very different tournaments. I just thought of the character Ten, you know. Son Goten and Trunks compete in the children's division, and they come up against some not-so-difficult competition. Now, these two kids are rude, pompous, arrogant, um, full of inflated self-esteem. Little brats. Yeah, little brats. And their mother is just as bad, sitting next to Bulma in the audience. <laughs> um, so these are Idasa and Ikose. I don't remember which one of them is older, but they're stupid. And, they're, <laughs> and their names reflect that, because Idasa and Ikose come from the words Dasai and Sekoi. Dasai means primitive or unsophisticated, and Sekoi is small-minded or petty. So their names kind of reflect their dumbness. I <laughs> dumbness? I love yes. it. <laughs> I couldn't think of a better word, okay? Works for me. Damn kids. <laughs> Damn kids, get off Julian's lawn. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, this is not much more to say about them. Other, well, they get their asses handed to them. Well, they oh, it. yes. They get what's coming to them. Even, even the mother gets what's coming to her. Which is, which is <laughs> what, did she get, like, punched out by Chi-Chi or something? Oh, it was just, you know, moms yelling at each other. It made for great comedy. <laughs> That's oh, true. Yeah, I can't I guess fight. It's all right. They're not soccer moms. They're what, like, tournament moms? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Is that it for the kiddies? I think so. All right. It's time for Mary's List now. Mary, these lists. Oh, yes. I, oh, so good. The list this week, and we're going to have to put a disclaimer up on the pictures. So that tells you a little bit about this list. In fact, I don't know if I'm legally allowed to upload these to my server. That's true. We might have to be like, <laughs> use your memory. Try to remember these. <laughs> but things. I'm going to put them up anyways. We're going to do the top five Fully nude moments. That's right. In Dragon Ball Z. You know, Dragon Ball Z is all about the hardcore, full frontal nudity. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I watch the show. Forget hentai. <laughs> I go to Dragon Ball for my nudity. In fact, all of these are men. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. Sorry, guys. You know, I wanted to include Bulma on this list, but technically we never see her fully nude. So, you know. Yeah, she lifts that up. She's still got something on, like socks or something. <laughs> <laughs> this is just, woo! Ding-dongs flying all over the place in this list. Quite literally. Let's get it on with number five. Number five, you know, isn't sexual nature, so I'm just going like, to gloss over it because, you know, it's... But it's so cute. Yeah, I guess it's cute. It's just Goku and Broly, you know, little babies freshly born in the nursery. Little baby ding-dongs. 
<laughs> little scene babies. And they're there. You know, I was really strapped for finding five nude moments. So that's why they're at number five. Like, hey, they're babies. They're naked. They're at number five. <laughs> All right. Number four, though. Number four, on the other hand, the ladies. I know you know what I'm talking about right All here. two of them. No, uh. there's more. <laughs> there must be. In fact, I own the cell drawing to this. Uh, I hope that doesn't make me look like too much of a pervert, but... Uh, slightly. You know what? I might have sold it for $200. I honestly can't remember. Either way, you're wrong. Either way, I, I owned it <laughs> at some point, okay, whether or not continue. I still do. Anyway, it's... Uh, Vegeta in the shower, right before uh, Trunk shows up, I believe. Oh, wait, no, maybe Trunk's already did it. I think yeah, he's he did already shown up. up. It's in that three-year kind of period. Okay, it's in the three-year training period, and, you know, Vegeta's kind of bumming around Capsule Core and using their <laughs> showers and whatnot, and they're all, like, making fun of him, like, Hey, Vegeta, you're in the shower. Well, maybe they didn't really say that. Haha, <laughs> you're clean. <laughs> but, yeah, but you're getting a nice pan shot, and it's like, oh, here's Vegeta's ass. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> Why would they do that? Fan service? Because <laughs> Dragon Ball had such a huge female following. Well, it does. It does now. <laughs> Thanks to this scene, <laughs> All right. I decided. Let's go with more butts. Number three. Also equally cute is Goku's butt. Totally cut from the original syndication run. Right. Well, understandably so. <laughs> he's just walking around like, hey, ladies. Well, well he's, he's not. not. He's not. That's oh, the ladies are like, hey, Goku. And he's like, hmm, food. He's uh, on Snake Way visiting good old Princess Snake, and he's taking a bath, and, you know, it's Goku, so he has no concept of shame. He just gets up hey, and, and walks. She's standing right there. I think she even blushes or something. She's, like, trying not to look, but she's really looking. She wants to see that he shit. He gets up, he stretches his arms out, he's got nothing on, and he's just walking. That's what's great about it. Oh, okay. I used to clip of this in uh, early DBZ extravaganza because it was so awesome. <laughs> oh dear much love now more um this wasn't cut this was one of the greatest censoring moments of 1996 right number two number two is gohan in dragon ball z movie three at the end of the movie he's <laughs> conscious again he's like oh everyone's happy everyone saves the day oh, oh look he here's my dragon i'm gonna turn around and be like hey everybody here's my penis <laughs> <laughs> oh. He just stands there and it like stops on that frame for a couple seconds. His... No one's talking. He's just standing there. He's got this shitty grin on his face. Like, hey, everybody. I'm natural. It's so funny because the scene before that is so closely zoomed up on just his head. <laughs> and then he stands up and he's like, whoa, I'm totally naked. So tell us about the editing. Oh, of the this. magical flying bush. <laughs> <laughs> so, when this movie originally aired on TV... Hold on, let me pull up the movie guide. Dun, da, da. Uh, you're right, 97. I win! Alright, so technically Mary's right, this is 1997. Now, in the second season of the original syndication run in the US, uh, movie 3, DBZ movie 3, for some odd reason, was split up into this three-part special, but they didn't say it was special or anything. They started after their dub episode number 35, so it was like episode 35, first part of movie three, and then the next week it was the second two parts, because they were doing two a week. But, you know, this was the TV dub, totally different music, uh, the Shuki Levy stuff, mm -hmm. the Ocean cast. So right. at the end of this movie, you know, they're not going to show Gohan's wang. They kept, this, <laughs> they kept the scene in anyways. He gets up. There's this, like, poorly, poorly, poorly drawn, kind of like bristly bush. 
in front of him. And, you know, because the movie shakes around a little bit, it's old DBZ footage. The bush is, like, moving around on the screen, trying to stay in front of his wang and trying to stay centered on the frame. And, I mean, who honestly saw this and was like, yeah, there's a bush in front of him. You can't say, no, there's a bush falling around on the screen. It's okay, go go on. You got a little something there in your crotch. <laughs> a little something there. Here. Here's a comb. There's <laughs> a comb. I was going to say some scissors for you. A comb will do, too. Hey, oh. we're not even at number one I, yet. I know. Let's, number, number one, Mary. Number one destroys the competition utterly. Because there's two of well, them. I guess, there's, <laughs> I guess there's three of them, but it gets down to two. Ew. <laughs> It's uh, at the end of GBZ. The gang's having a, a wicked wild party. Because who wouldn't? I mean, it's always time for a party in the Dragon Ball universe. When you can remember who your friends are, yes. Yeah. When they're like, hey, it's been five years since I've seen you. What's wrong with you? Anyway, I think it was um, at Capsule Corps? Or was it at Goku's house? I think they're at Goku's house. Um, because he's got that like giant tub that he thinks oh, his right, bath right. in. Oh right, right. So, so for some reason, Gotenks. <laughs> no, it's it's Goten and Trunks. They're in there with him. Oh, okay, Goten, Trunks, and Goku. We're all going to a bath. bar. No. <laughs> <laughs> go to a tub together. Go to a tub together. Rub a dub dub. Goku, Trunks, now, and Goten let, in the tub. Let's stress that this is not so unusual in Japan, where family members, at least, will often bathe together. But still. Right. And these guys are stupid hicks. Hicks, anyway. So, so you got these three. I don't know if they were doing their tickling contest or trying to hold each other underwater. Goten and Trunks decide they're losing. They need to do something. Pop out of the water, bare asses, fuse into a naked Gotenks. A very proud naked Gotenks. <laughs> a very, very proud naked Gotenks. I mean, he's naked, but I don't think you see much of Goku. No, well, then he turns the tables on him. He does. Then Goku becomes the Super Saiyan, and then it's Gotenks lying on the floor with his jaw wide open, <laughs> with Goku in his massive adult body, Something. <laughs> standing there with his button-clear view, his oh, finely yes. toned ass <laughs> for well, we the whole point, world to see. We should point out that it's okay for children to have that kind of view, but they don't do that for the adults on no. primetime TV. <laughs> you know, I remember there was a thread about this on the forum, and I did like a scene by scene screen cap of every single part of this scene. I'll see if that's all still up. I probably at least still have this. I don't even caps. remember this. You don't. So um, we'll have this whole scene of naked families. In fact, there are two families involved here, and that makes it disgusting. <laughs> that's why I said number that's one. That's why I said number one Goku and Gotenks completely naked in the tub. <laughs> Let's purge our minds of these horrible things and move on to releases. All right, we did this really fast last week. In fact, it was almost as long as the transition music itself. Let's try to do the same thing. June 29th, Super Dragon Ball Z comes out for the Japanese PS2. This is an enhanced port of the Arcade Fighter from December 2005. It has six extra characters. It retails for 7,140 yen. That is around $65. It is a week Oh, pretty much. As of this recording, can't wait. July in the U.S. Don't have an exact date. It's time for emails. <laughs> Our first email this week comes from Fred in Canada. Fred writes to us, Why did they add the registered and trademark, the little symbols, to the end of character names in Budokai 3? And why are some characters registered and others trademarked? Especially for characters like King Gohan and Teen Gohan. Indeed, the weird American copyright and trademark system. 
So I actually, um, we pulled out the game and I went down the list of a few characters and I have a few examples here. Goku, registered. Kid Goku, trademark. Kid Gohan, trademark. Teen Gohan, registered. Weird. Very weird. So let's Very talk for a indeed. second about the difference between copyrights and trademarks. I printed out some material because I am just on top of things here. I did my research, except I don't remember what I read because I had a busy work day and I forgot everything that I read at the beginning of the day. But, um, you know, I don't remember where I got this from, but there's some stuff at the bottom that kind of goes over it real quickly. So let me read some of these things. The purpose of a copyright is to protect works of authorship as fixed in a tangible form of expression. Thus, copyright covers works of art, two or three dimensional, Photos, pictures, graphic designs, drawings, and other forms of images. Songs, music, and sound recordings of all kinds. Books, manuscripts, publications, and other written works. And plays, movies, shows, and other performance arts. Okay, that all sounds fine and good. Trademark. The purpose of a trademark is to protect words, phrases, and logos used in federally regulated commerce to identify the source of goods and or services. Right. But these are all words. Well, well, in, in this case, they're identifying these particular characters right. as being these specific characters and not like a ripoff. Oh, hey, I named my kid Piccolo. We're going to sit action figures of him. What's interesting to me is the difference between Goku and Kid Goku. They get totally yeah. different things. I'm not sure why that is. Maybe that's just a little bit um, obsessive. <laughs> but I don't know. People want to protect their right to make money off of things. I mean, and... that's totally – it makes sense. That's what you know the United States is for, is protecting your intellectual copyright To rights. an insane degree. But, yeah. <laughs> uh... but anyways, but, yeah. So uh... we have this weird stuff. Why would some be trademarked? Why do some register copyrights? It's just weird. So are they protecting the name or are they protecting the character? What I don't understand – is that here you have two actual words, trunks and piccolo. Those are two words. Mm -hmm. Why is trunks you know, a copyright and why is piccolo trademarked? Exactly, because those are like normal words we have in our English language. So you can't just copyright or trademark a word just for the sake of right. it being a word. It, it usually to has something. to be used in a specific context. And these are. O often in a completely a context completely removed, especially if it's a real word from the normal instance right. of the word. And these both are, and they're completely different. Mm -hmm. Well, the TM is just a trademark. Uh, I think the R means it's, been, it's a registered trademark. So this whole thing we preface with, we're not lawyers. We're kind of going through the discussion with Fred. Um, so we don't really know. It's weird. Obviously, they're protecting their, their, well, they're not even their names. Some of them are, like Krillin. That's not the character's name. That's their own adaptation, which they can protect. That makes sense. It's all just so weird. And you don't have this shit in Japan. They just write out the character's name in Kana. <laughs> right. <laughs> so do we have an answer? Not really, but we've noticed it too. If anyone is really familiar and is in like law school or is a lawyer or knows a lawyer more intimately than we do... Come over to the forum. Let's talk about copyrights versus trademarks versus patents versus service marks. Oh, the U.S., what a lovely place. Let's go to the next email. Hey, uh, Devin Griggs, a.k.a. Chaos Iogen here with another podcast question for you guys. And very son, too. Let's not forget the only female helping out with our favorite podcast. Yes, <laughs> please don't forget me. I'm locked in a box. Um, anyway, enough of my crazy rambling. Who's crazy rambling? 
your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> I have a friend at school, when we were at school anyway, who thought he knew about Japanese and was telling me that the Japanese calling Dragon Ball Dragon Ball was wrong and that it should have been called Ryuboru Zetto in Japan because Ryu is Japanese for dragon. I argued against him that Dragon Boru and Dragon Boru Zetto were intentionally named as such by Toriyama Sensei himself. So, can we all help him out? Yes. We can. I mean, this is kind of an easy one. Yes. First of all, the author wrote out the name, the title in English as Dragon Ball. <laughs> um, so that that's kind of foregone I right mean, there. That settles it. Um, but... Just to back it up, the pronunciation that he wrote in next to it says Doragon Boru. Right. So that's a rough Japanese approximation of Dragon Ball. And we, we should say that the title is written out in katakana. It's not written with the kanji for Ryu, which does mean yes. dragon, well, at least in some contexts. Yes. Though. Well, actually, in some circumstances in the, in the text of the manga, when they're referring to the Dragon Balls, they'll sometimes shorthand them as the kanji for dragon and the kanji for ball with Dragon Boru written, written and Furigana, Furigana next to it. Exactly. But, but, so, even though it's written kind of shorthand using kanji, it's still intended to keep the same pronunciation. Right. I mean, I'm looking at the manga right here, the Japanese, and it just, it says Dragon Boru. I mean, that's what it is. And right on the top, like you said, it's written in English. Yeah. So I guess that and answers the question. Is, is there anyone who would like to debate this answer? I don't think it's humanly possible to debate <laughs> what, what, this yes. to any extent. What is there to debate? I mean, if you want to go into something, the I think the Hong Kong version calls the series Chi Long Ju, which is seven Dragon, Dragon Balls, Pearls? literally. Ah. But um, that's neither here nor there. So um, Next email? Yeah. Brian Riley writes, Hi, my name is Brian Riley. Yeah, fancy name. <laughs> I was just wondering, during the Frieza saga, when Mr. Popo gathered the Dragon Balls and wished that everyone Frieza killed was alive again, that's bad phrasing, wouldn't that mean that all the Saiyajin that he killed would also come back to life? Um, well, I think there's, what is it, um, that, I, I remember there being some point, their discussion of a one-year time limit. Right, now, the reason I included killed. this is this is a very, very common question you see on every forum, every site, we've never actually mentioned it in the podcast. You know, anytime I'm browsing a, a forum that I've never been to, I always see, I see this come up, and I see, did Goku die on Namek? Those two questions. These are like the two big ones. Yes, there's the one-year argument, but that didn't come up until much later in the series, right? That's true. But, I mean, even thinking about it that way, um, by bringing back a group of people without the planet left <laughs> They're behind. They're just going to die again. Yeah. Well, that was the problem with um, Kudadin as well, right? Right. So they actually had to bring his remains back to Earth before they could... What no, wait, remains? no. remains? <laughs> well, no, what, oh, what was... they transported his spirit to Earth or something weird like that? Um, I can't remember whether it was his spirit or his remains, but his his body was destroyed, so... Right. With the, the, the Namekian dragon rebuilt it free of charges and all like that. But he, he's such free. a cool guy. He he does like the okay sign charge. and stuff, and he's, he's got yeah. an attitude to him. I love him. <laughs> Doesn't he blush at one point? I think so. <laughs> he sweat drops. <laughs> so yeah, uh, the author Toriyama kind of added on a couple more rules as the series went on. It's like Death Note. I was just going to say it's like Death Note. Every, every chapter we have new rules. Here. <laughs> and by the way, uh, you can do this. Hey, why not? So you could say Death Note was inspired by the Dragon Ball. <laughs> Humans are so amusing. <laughs> oh, man. 
I love Death Note. I still need to read the new yes. one. Um, so yeah, Dragon Balls. <laughs> what were we talking about? <laughs> yes, in theory, that would make sense. Except there's this rule that says if someone's been dead for longer than a year, they cannot be brought back to life. And yes. it has been quite a long time since Frieza blew up Planet Vegeta. Yes. What, 25 years or so by that point? Yeah, thereabouts. Um, and then, as for Goku dying on them, well, he didn't even ask that, so <laughs> never mind. I th- then we, that, was, that was one you brought up, Mike. I, I know, but I think we've actually answered that okay. a couple podcast episodes yes. ago. That's it for emails this week, folks! Yay! Yay, we did a good job. <laughs> Yay, <me>. Awesome! <laughs> We want all your emails. If you would like to send us an email, hop over to the website, DaisenchuEX. Go ahead and click that contact link over on the left-hand side. And there you'll get all the information you need for the podcast, our email addresses, uh, stuff for the forum, chat. Everything's there. We have a specific address for podcast questions, so send us some text questions. Send us some audio questions. We would love to play them and uh, respond to them. That's it for emails. Shall we end the show, folks? Aw, okay. do we have to? Well, no. I guess we don't really have much of a choice. No. He's pointing a gun at me, so I guess I should say yes. I don't have a gun. They don't need to know that. <laughs> it's audio. <laughs> Dramatic dun, effect. Dun, dun. <laughs> Will Mary escape the clutches of the nefarious Mike? <laughs> Find out next time on Dizenshu EX the podcast. <laughs> uh, oh, dear Lord. Old time radio. <laughs> our fireside chats oh <laughs> uh, uh, this weekend hopefully i'm going to um announce and put up the winner of our red ribbon army contest that ended last weekend and because of the convention we just haven't had time to read through the answer what are you laughing at nothing <laughs> <laughs> what? i think we need to do a whole episode in the style of like an old 1920s like <laughs> Doing our, we'll have someone doing the sound effects in the corner with like pots and pans. <laughs> I need like an organ soundtrack too. <laughs> and there was a loud crash. <laughs> crash. Crash. Oh dear. Oh. Anyway. I was going to say, oh dear. Took it out of my mouth. What was I talking about? We'll put up the winner of the Red Ribbon Army contest. We gave away, we're, we're going to give away some CDs and uh, t-shirts. We've got some more contests coming up. We've got DVDs and books and video games. And I've got some awesome stuff coming my way in the next month or so to give away to people. I am so excited. That'll be great. We love okay. people. We, we we just get all this stuff and we're like, take <laughs> our stuff because you're so awesome. <laughs> and I've got some uh, interesting plans for the podcast in the future. In fact, I should probably tell Julian about them. We're all fired. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would help, wouldn't it, Mike? What episode was this, 32? Yeah. Yes, it was. Episode 32 of Daisenshu EX, the podcast. Mary, you. your, your bandwidth went My up. My bandwidth again. is dead, so you can't visit my site. <laughs> um, I got some nasty things to say about my, my host. Which we'll, is, incidentally, your host. We'll, we'll take care of this soon. Anyways, your site, when it's... My site, when it's alive, is at T-E-M-P-L-E-O-T-R-U-N-K-S.com. That's Temple, Temple O Trunks. Trunks.com. Pretty much defunct, but you can still go there when the bandwidth's up. Everybody's giving them thumbs up there. It's radio. Julian, you and we I can... can be found at... EX at... HTTP colon slash slash www dot dot com. That's diezex dot com. Yes, Mike. That it is for Mary, for Julian, for Dizenchu EX as a whole. 
I am Mike Labrie for GWEX, and I've got a dark alley and a bad idea that says you should shut your mouth. Hi, Zenshu EX Podcast. Today, I'm going to talk to you about the next one. I'm going to talk to you about the next one.